Welcome to MandoCast, the Star Wars Reports podcast for discussing the latest episode of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. I am your host, Michael Morris, and with me this week is Christine Morris. Oh, sounds like maybe we know each other. Uh, the, I think it's pure coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how many Skywalkers are there in the galaxy, right? Uh, not quite like that. I would say we're married, not related. Well, I was just hmm, <laughs> being married is being related, you goober. <laughs> really? Is that it? You just have giggles this whole episode? Yep. Okay. Well, we'll just go ahead and get into it and try to get past that then. Um, so this was for Chapter 10, The Passenger, uh, and was actually directed by Peyton Reed. So what, what do you what do you got? Yeah, I've never heard of him. Okay. That's fine. Well, what do you think of the episode? Oh, okay. <laughs> you you have podcasted before, right? <laughs> yeah. I know. I know it's you know. I mean, you podcast with uh, Matt Rushing, so it's not it's not quite up to to the same standard. But well, you know, I just was making sure I knew where you were going with that. Okay, I'm just saying. I thought you were like, let's talk about the director, and I'm like, this is the first I've ever seen of his work. Sounds like you're trying to blame me for your shortcomings. <laughs> 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 hey, I bring the cuteness just like Baby Yoda. It's a podcast. <laughs> no one can see you. Okay. So, but seriously, overall, I would say that I liked it a slightly less than the Chapter 9 episode. Okay. Um, but I really liked some nods to other things in fantasy and sci-fi that I like. Okay. Right. So, did you want me to name something specific, for example, that stood out to me? Um, I mean, sure. What What did you? So uh, the main thing that excited me, aside from Baby Yoda eating the frog eggs, was uh, the scene where they first show him eating the spider. And he's surrounded by all of the other little hatchling eggs uh, on the ground. Right. To me, it was an immediate visual callback to the alien movies. With oh, Sigourney that's right. Weaver. I remember you saying that at the time. Yeah. With the, you know, baby face huggers all about to hatch at the same time. Right, right. So yeah. I love that kind of thing. And it felt like it was a, you know, very clear nod to that specifically. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I, I thought it was a really fun episode. Of course, the, the spiders, which we have found out, are not the same as the, uh, the knobby spiders that we've seen previously. Right, in Rebels. In Rebels, right. Uh, but they are obviously based off of the, the Nobby Spiders from the, uh, you know, the original Empire Strikes Back concept paintings from uh, Ralph McQuarrie. Right. They're called the Krikna, right? I believe, let's see, I believe in Rebels they're Krikna, but they're called something different here. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. they were, or, originally the, the term was just like Nobby Spider. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, like I said, that was back from the, uh, the concept art. Because they looked knob-like? Uh, sure, I guess. I didn't know if it was K-N-O-B or N-A-B-I. <laughs> I, I think it's K-N-O-B. <laughs> yeah, but, so. yeah, it definitely, you, if you've seen Rebels, you recognized this kind of looking creature before. Mm -hmm. right. Um, so we, we both thought that was pretty cool in the moment, seeing it for the first time going, oh, so that's definitely called rebels, but apparently they are considered something new, not, right. not the same. Right. Which I guess kind of makes sense since we saw the real big one, but 
I don't know. Even then, uh, I'm not sure. I, I, you'd have to have like a image back and forth to see why they were different. Um, and I guess a lot of it may be too based off of their... Because in, in Rebels, you know, we saw that they weren't necessarily evil or whatever that they had some sort of uh force presence seems like if i remember i haven't seen that episode in a little bit but uh maybe with this because they wanted to have them as being creatures that you could just blast and not feel bad about maybe that's why they didn't go with the exact same thing yeah i think you're right because i seem to remember maybe ezra interacting with them through the force or something but um I think that it did still come across even here, though, to maybe to you as well. I think it did. But um, I thought that it seems like maybe they have like a hive mind. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's I, I didn't really think about that. I just thought of them as, you know, just basically seeing them as food and chasing them for that purpose. Not so much that they were working in concert, but you could be right. I, mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Um yeah, I mean that's a that's a good call. So, but yeah, I think that visual guides and uh if anybody, you know, working on Mandalorian wants to chime in on this on Twitter or something. <laughs> I think we'd like to know if it's a hive mind. I think it'd be cool. Right. Um so I mean we can start with how it how the episode sort of uh took off and you know, it starts basically right where episode nine left off with, uh, you know, Din Djarin on the speeder. And then they sort of get, uh, what's the word, like ambushed. Right. Um, by the, the guys and, you know, trashes the speeder and, um, he ends up basically taking out the two of the guys pretty easily. And then the smaller one actually grabs up uh, the child and uh, sort of holds him hostage for his jetpack. Mm-hmm. And what you think, I guess we haven't looked to see. Um, have you looked to see if um, that was a Jawa? I know he he seemed very Jawa-like, but... I didn't look. I... Mm-hmm. I thought maybe because of the helmet and stuff, though, that he was possibly something different, just similar. Right. But, I mean, he could just be a jaw in a helmet. But he could just be a jaw in a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to look. This thing would try to. And, and the thing is, I, I put it, I remember putting the subtitles on after that scene. But I should have looked to see if um, they were speaking, if he was speaking Jawese. It very much sounded like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying build of a Jawa and... Right, right. You know, he, he's a little bit shorter guy, and um, it, I, I, I think it's a good possibility. But mm-hmm. you always, with this stuff, you always have to look and see because you're like, no, that's definitely that thing, and then it's like, well, no, actually, it's this thing. It's a little right. bit different, even though it's like ninety five percent the same. And you're like, okay, whatever, right? You know, so you know, like with the Nobby spiders, you're like, oh, that's absolutely that. So that's why a lot of times I've learned, you know, I'm like, well, let's wait and see till someone specifically says it before I uh, actually just assume it to be that thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, he shows back up with, um, at, you know, we go back to Chalman's Cantina, mm-hmm. which is the Moss Eisley Cantina. We, we had a great big discussion about this 
back while we were uh, in line for Smuggler's Run a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. with Aaron Goins and our friend Sadiq. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> nobody, everybody thought I was just making stuff up. Oh, we just never, ever heard that before. Well, like, it, the entire time we've been aware of Moss Eisley Cantina, that's what we've called it. Well, so, but. But I'm, I'm up for learning something new. I believe you. Well, now, after I had to prove it, but all <laughs> three of you were like, I don't know something. I'm like, look, guys, you know I am always right. And you're like, we're not always right. I'm like, and I we am. Said usually. And then I have to prove it. And then then you guys go, eh, okay, well, you're right this time. I'm like, I'm right every time. Usually. I mean. It's, That's, it's not every time. You might as well just call it every time. It's it's Because, you know, you right. weren't right about the knobby spiders, so. That, that's not every time. I never remember declaring them as knobby spiders. Well, actually, yes, and, well hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait a <laughs> And also, they are knobby spiders. They're just not Krikna. No, they're not knobby spiders. They are Krikna. Wait, now I'm confused. <laughs> uh, the, the name of the spiders in in the sh- in the Mandalorian, in Mandalorian are Krikna. That's what I've seen. Okay. Yeah. So what were they? Because knobby spiders is not a a term. Like, that's not so much a universe term. It was just what fans referred to it as. Well, it was sort of the, um, I don't know what you call it, like a, like a loose term that was used initially. Which was my guess as to why they were called that, because they looked like they had a little knob on top of their body. Yeah, so, um, like, I'll actually pull it up here on the Star Wars. Man. It says, the knobby white spider was a large land speeder sized arachnid-like organism native of the swamp world of Dagobah. Luke Skywalker faces a knobby mm-hmm. white spider and a large lumpy body with a bloated, bulbous head, eight gnarled legs, and one large stinger. Okay. So. So, yeah, I mean, the ones we see in the Mandalorian now are very similar. Right. And so I'm looking. It just looked like they had rings of teeth instead of one stinger. Mm-hmm. So what I'm thinking is, because this stuff is all, so like like what I'm seeing is all, um, looks to be like basically like legend stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing anything as far as like current canon so I will check here. Uh, yeah, if you want to, well, I see actually Krikna down lower. Yeah, I'm just trying to get my mouse there. Okay, so there's Krikna. So let's see what their appearances mentioned. No, it, so it is. It's the same ones from Rebels. Okay. So I'm sorry. What were you saying earlier? This time it was we though, because we said it together. When we were watching it. Right, but then you said I was wrong. So I guess I actually wasn't. It was just one time. <laughs> See, this is what I deal with every single time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it's like the and time. You, and I believed you. And I was like, oh, okay, well, whatever. They're, they're a different thing. No, they're the exact same thing. Okay, my source was somebody that worked on the show said on Twitter that they were different. So they misspoke. I don't know. Was it was it Nick? No. Wow. Okay. Well, anyhow. Um, so yeah, I don't know why they're saying they're. Di- I mean, basically, they're they're essentially the same thing because yeah. the uh, 
the Krikna and the Nabi spiders are the same thing. Like they're just there's they're calling them Krikna. Nabi spider comes, like I said, from uh, just a term that was used, you know, back when the concept art. Mm-hmm. Krikna is their like official name, and Krikna is exactly what was in Rebels and is what is it now in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So so yay, we were right. But so we were talking about the guy, the thief, possibly being Jawa. Yeah, hold on. I'm not. See, now you've got me on a. <laughs> this was my favorite part of this episode, though. So I'm fine. The with spiders. Talking. Yeah. You hate, but you. I remember you going. Oh. It is disturbing. But I liked the reference, like I said, to the alien films and um, them definitely going with you know suddenly all of them busting out at once. I did think it was a nice touch too. It was kind of funny that uh, Baby Yoda ate one before all of that happened. Right. You would think he only eats frogs, but apparently not. Yeah. Yeah, he's that boy's got a weird diet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it looks like... I just wanted to make sure, but yeah, so they're the same thing. I was right once again. I always have to tell people, I swear. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. now, talking about eating, it's pretty cool, especially since we were also talking about us previously being at uh, Galaxy's Edge. But they had the Treadwell droid that was actually spinning like on a uh, like a spit roast that you know big hunk of um crate dragon meat oh yeah yeah that they were using some sort of look almost like a a pod engine or something Mm -hmm. uh to to cook it which was the same let's see was that ronto's ronto's roasters where they have the same setup yeah i think so yeah and so it's basically it looks like a big pod engine that cooks food so i thought that was a pretty cool little yeah and i like how they even pull back with the camera so that you can clearly see that it's like a pod engine they're you know around the back of right right so um yeah so we we get that and then of course um den ends up agreeing to take frog lady who i don't know that she has a species or even a name like even in the subtitles it said frog lady yeah and i think what it said like when the talking is like speaking frog or something like that yeah i did yeah so uh, i don't know if if that has since uh, been changed or or um what but that was what, what we pulled up you know from seeing the episode um now according to our friend matt mm-hmm. he said it was he thought it was the same as one of the denizens of um, the cantina in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if... And he showed a picture. It was it at least looked very similar. So he did end up showing a picture. Okay, I remember. I, I never came back to that conversation. So, um, you know, I, I, I didn't know 100%, but because I'm trying to remember back to it... Um, yeah, since it's been a while since I saw that one specifically, I don't remember every single. Yeah, you said he saw a picture. I don't see that picture in there. Where do you see a picture? Uh, it's click there on the, where it says Twitter. Where sorry, it was William that shared it. I think. Oh no! No, nope, that's the wrong thing. Well, that's where that guy said it was something new. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, okay, so scroll up a little further. 
Yeah, no, because he said it right maybe here. Maybe it was in the toilet track. I don't know, but this is great radio. So, <laughs> anyhow, yeah, it's I, I don't I don't know what the deal is with that. It, I would be surprised, I will say, if they don't come out with a, an actual species name for her at some point. Because, I mean, Star Wars is known for having a name for every single thing we see. You know, yeah. like the visual guides and stuff are so detailed. Right. If it's not out now, it'll it'll come out. Yeah. So, anyhow, she was sort of weird. And then, of course, you know, and that's the thing, too, is we saw Pelimoto. And, and some of her stuff, too, is a little... It's just a bit over the top where I'm just like, yeah, I like her for the most part. But just some of her junk is just, you know, like where she's like, oh, I don't know. I just met her 10 minutes before um, talking to you or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like, all right. Like, I don't know. It's just it's just a little bit too over the top. But yeah, it's it, fine. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you on that. I just felt like sometimes I didn't know if it was just the writing or if it was also a little bit of more like stage acting rather than TV acting, but it just seemed too too on the nose sometimes and like she was talking just to talk. Yeah, I think it's just, it's, I think that's just the way that she's just trying to be like an eccentric character. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fine. Like I said, it, it took up a small portion. Um, now, the, the thing too um, that we have is where you see, you know, little baby Yoda going down there because she had her eggs where she she needed to get to the next system. They can't use uh, the hyperdrive because that'll kill the um, the eggs. Mm-hmm. So nice little <laughs> story uh, convenience there. And, you know, so the, it was kind of cute. And you called it right away when he's looking at those eggs and he sort of like force pulls them to him in the jar. And then, yeah, Baby Yoda does. Yeah, and then when we see him next, he's basically popped it open. He's sticking one in his mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love that they even have Mando catch him a couple of times. And he's like, I just said, don't eat the eggs. Yeah, yeah. He's like, how many did you eat? And he's like, so yeah and then and then even later when uh he finds frog lady in a hot pool in the caves which i gotta say that was to me that was the part i'm like eh, i don't know that that was like awkward for me why i don't know just come up on her like bathing in a pool it was just weird no i think it was supposed to be more like you know just uninteresting kind of moment of she needed to get somewhere that was warm and she was like oh there's like a hot spring kind I of don't thing know. here it just gave me a, like a creepy vibe i oh. just didn't like it um like he walked up on a lady bathing yeah i mean kind <laughs> of i don't know it was just weird man yeah, it she's was just a frog like, it's fine it was just weird i didn't like it um but of course she you know so this one actually had a lot of uh throwbacks to episode and i forgot the episode now i believe it would have been episode six if i remember correctly um which i believe was called the prisoner mm-hmm. uh, i'm pretty sure that's right i'm going purely off of memory um you about the one with bill burr yes yeah uh, so it had a lot of callbacks to that one as, as things went along they have the x-wings that pull up next to them mm-hmm. and which of course last time one of which was uh, Dave Filoni, or see, what's he called? Um, something Trapper Wolf, right? Trapper Wolf and okay. Carson were their names. Mm-hmm. And you know, so they pull up next to them because they notice that he's not running a beacon. 
and what she tells them, he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, this, I don't have to because it's pre-Empire. And he's like, oh, that's the old rules. Now you have to. And he's like, okay, I'll get it fixed. And then he wants him to give him a ping. And but she kind of like hesitates. And then they're like, well, then we got to, you know, we got to bring you in and verify everything. And he's like, oh, look, there it is. Found it. Mm-hmm. So then when he does, that basically confirms to them that uh, this was the ship that was involved with that. But of course, you I like how they, they do it because they're like, hey, Carson, you switch over to two. And so it goes silence as you know they're talking to each other and Mando can't hear. Um, at that point, then all of a sudden the uh, S-foils uh, unlock. So you're like, uh-oh, that's because <laughs> that's basically their their combat uh, position. Right. When they actually have them open. Well, and I love that they do that without even telling him they're going to or anything right. first. It's just suddenly you hear them and watch them opening up. Right. Yeah. And he's like, oh, got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's where it basically leads into them chasing him, which was a, a gorgeous fight. Or it wasn't even really a fight. I don't I don't think they even fired on. No, him. most of it. They just said, we will fire if you don't. Right. But it was a nice little chase Stop. scene, you know, sort of through the clouds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then ended up with uh, Mando basically crashing and falling through some ice and stuff. And that's how the Razor Crest gets all dinged up. And stuck in the spider hole. Right. Right. Yeah. And so she ends up because he can't understand her. So she the frog lady. Right. Yeah. She ends up hijacking the droid so that she can speak with him. And the, the droid was the one from that same episode that I guess he just kept for whatever reason. I don't know why he, he held on to it. Maybe he was going to sell it for scrap or something. That's what I'm thinking. Cause everything is valuable. If you're, you know, like a smuggler or a scavenger. Right. Right. So, so but she that was, was cool. A, yeah. And so he, she basically guilts him into going and, and fixing the ship, which is just, beaten to pieces and um in the middle of that i guess she gets um anxious or whatever and that's where she wanders off which was really cool because what i liked about it was that he used sort of his like heat sensor to track the the footprints which i think he Mm -hmm. did previously with um you know, when, when baby Yoda like wandered off, I think seems like maybe, or maybe when he was following, it was like basically right before he met, um, Cara Dune. I think he, I think he might've used it then as well. Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. When he, right. when he landed on that planet. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So we see that again, which like I like, cause it's, I like where they're showing sort of his equipment and, and some of the things that he has, you know, and how he would use those like as a bounty hunter, you know, um, right to, to do tracking and stuff like that. So that was really cool. Um, And then uh, so he finds her again, like I said, at the, you know, we're back to where we were initially talking about, like the, the big part of it where he was um, sort of, I guess it's like a little hot springs or something, maybe like in the. um. Yeah, like that. Basically, right. they're insinuating that you know the deeper down you get toward the planet's core, that there's going to be these like geothermal areas. Yeah. So he, uh, of course, then Baby Yoda's like, "Oh, the eggs are out. I'm gonna get one." And then uh, you know, Mando gets onto him. So he's like, "Well, fine. I'm gonna wander off over here. 
I see some eggs here, which is when he started to, um, when he like breaks into the, the one and then they all start shaking after that. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of freaks out a little bit and starts coming down and that's when they all start hatching and then you have a ton of them that pour out of like an open hole and then you have the real big one. Yeah, like they have three stages. The ones that are just hatching, the ones that are a little bit more mature, and then the boss. Yeah, yeah, there was Yeah, it was a lot. So then they end up chasing them. Now then the <laughs> I put I was basically where the, the frog lady goes into like frog mode mm-hmm. and starts jumping. <laughs> which I, I know you and some of our friends said you didn't like that. I thought that was fine. Like I, I thought it was kinda cool. I'm like, okay, yeah, she's a frog like species. She's gonna be able to move a lot quicker hopping so why wouldn't she i guess it was just because in the moment we hadn't seen her do that at all before so right. i was thinking maybe that more she's like 100 percent always upright on two legs even if she is a frog lady technically mm-hmm. um so it it was that and then also the way that i guess she was animated in her face it just seemed a little goofy no Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it, it didn't bother me. I, I was like, yeah, that that makes sense. Like, that's a part of her like traits, you know, as, as a frog-like species. It makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it reminded me of something like maybe from Clone Wars or something. You know, mm-hmm. where you might would see something like that. So, I was fine with it. Uh, another thing too, totally took up this episode. I think had, for me at least, had some of the better music. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I I really liked the the music they're playing, especially like when he's. Which they played it a couple times. I think pretty much any time, <laughs> anytime Baby Yoda's like looking for eggs, I think they were playing the music. You know, like for the first right. time he sees them, he's looking them in the glass, and then of course when he like wanders up to the the one, uh, the Krikna egg. Um. So. Um. Yeah, getting back to it. Yeah, so they they're chasing them, and then of course they're pretty much having to throw out everything, and it's it is like massive, right? So, um, mm-hmm. of course, I was wondering, I'm like, okay, I would start using that flamethrower, but he didn't use the flamethrower right away. They started running, and he actually even used his thermal detonator first on like the the big one, which looked initially like it had some sort of uh, effectiveness, even though I feel like probably everybody goes, no. Eh. Yeah, that's not <laughs> not strong enough. Right, right. And uh, so then they kind of he starts using the flamethrower. They end up inside the ship, like crawling all inside the ship. And that everything. was the worst part for oh, me. I remember. Yeah, I remember you were not because it's like it, I don't want them to touch me. Like in my mind, it's like, oh my gosh, they're all over him. I feel like they're all over me. I can't stand it. They're coming in. They're coming in. Oh my god, they're coming in. Yeah. But then they're getting in. They're like, okay, we're, here we go. We're taking off. They start fl- coming up. Mm-hmm. And then the big one just lands on the ship. And, and just, starts like, like you think he's going to like suck their bodies out through the windshield. Yeah, well, yeah, he's definitely like attacking that, that glass, right? Mm-hmm. And then we start hearing the, um, you know, the, the blasters. Which to me, I was like, that sounds like Imperial blasters. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and then, so he, he wanders out and then of course it's the, the X-Wing pilots who, which uh, thank goodness. Right. Right. And, and that, like, that was the thing is they kind of showed like the whole time that like, where they're very much cops, but they're not jerks, you know, they're not like how 
when you deal with stormtroopers. Right. They're not know, just going to shoot you down, no questions asked. Right. And so, so yeah, so they're, they're helping them, and then they basically tell him, you know, that they're like, okay, look, we know you were here. We, we have all of the... Uh, so the the security records um showing that you helped free prisoner uh, was it x611 or something like that and um you know basically he's like oh you know he thinks he's kind of caught or whatever but then they mentioned that they also noticed that he did try to help the um oh gosh now I can't remember uh Matt Lanter's character you know, the one that got killed. Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember his name. Right. Which I kind of feel like I'm like, eh, I don't know if you would have been. <laughs> I don't know if you'd really, if that would have helped out too much, considering. Because it's like, yeah. like, you know that that's what he was doing. But I don't know if you were just watching like a security video. I don't know if that's something you would necessarily pick up on. Right. Um, but that is another reference, like you're saying, to that episode. Right, right. Um, and then they mentioned that he then also captured several, uh, uh, what was it, like, um, I forgot what they called them, like high-something criminals or whatever. But, but like, people that were um, messing with the resistance, rebels. Um, well, I don't know. Like I said, they're basically just criminals. So... Yeah, so then they basically tell him to, uh, you know, they're like, so fix that responder, and you know we won't. <laughs> Cause like, well, yeah, because what did he want from them? Where he's like, oh, he's like, so can I? Um, it's like, how about I? He's like, I, I won't claim my bounty if you. He wanted him to help him or something. Yeah, like that? he said, uh, how about I will forego my reward. Uh huh. If you guys get over here and help me repair my ship and get this bug off of it. Yeah, and like, their response was basically, "Nah, dude, you're alone." <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> good said luck like, with that. They're like, "No, how about how about?" Uh... It's like, "How about we don't turn you in and right, right, you yeah. figure it out on your own." Yeah, and then they're like, and, <laughs> and "Get that uh, transponder." <laughs> yeah, and so. get your transponder fixed. Right, that was funny. Yeah. So it was cool. Like it was definitely like um you know, sort of a mutual respect thing, but, but that they're also not going to bend over backwards to help him either. Like they've got their own stuff to do. Right. Right. So it was fun. I mean, I thought, I thought it was a good episode. Um, it definitely had, you know, some links back to, you know, to that previous episode. Mm -hmm. So I, I do like that. And I think that we'll get more of that to where episodes that seem like they might be a little bit off the track, um, we'll then connect and, and we'll see um, everything sort of weaving together as we move forward. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think too that they really have shown with this show in particular that they're only showing you necessary information. Right. So I don't think it's at all a case of it possibly being what people might say a filler episode or something. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people still, like I said, I know a lot of people still felt that way with the last series, but I, I think... I don't know. I think with something like this, it's just like that is just the show. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's for the most part, it's kind of his adventures. I mean, I don't know that everything needs to be in a straight linear path. Um, I, I think that, 
he's he's sort of he's he's going on these adventures. He he uh, has a quest, but you know these are basically your side quest if you're in a like playing an RPG. So yeah, um, but but I do think that like I said, there there will be connections uh, along the way uh, amongst things. So so I don't mind. I I think that it's it's definitely fun and enjoyable when you have um you know when you when you have something that whether or not it's critical to like i said that main story of him trying to find the mandalorians or trying to get baby yoda back to his people or people or whatever you know um that it's not it's not so much that it has to be that but as long as it's entertaining as long as it you know, you're getting a little bit of glimpses into the Star Wars mythos and, and you know, mm-hmm. seeing some of the newer things, seeing some of the older things that you like, stuff like that. Uh, I think that's way more important and in the end ends up being way more beneficial for a, a show rather than just trying to, you know, stay on this hard path. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that it's been so cool seeing how it even connects to Star Wars literature, or to the animation, you know, I think that them bringing in, um, like you recognized Cobb Vanth in the last chapter. um, I think that those things have made it so different and interesting and answering questions like we've always wanted to know about Yoda and what his species is and where he's from. And if there are others of his kind still out there, now we know there are, but they still haven't given us all the information. So you're wanting more every time. Right. Right. So, well, I mean, do you have any, any other, um, follow up, anything else you want to say on this episode? I don't, um, like I said, this one was obviously shorter. The The season opener was a little bit longer episode. Mm-hmm. This one was a lot shorter. You know, it's like I said, it's still enjoyable, but um, there's just not as much to to really dive into, I don't think. Um, yeah, I, I guess I would say more in like a, you know, comical standpoint. I'm interested to see uh, where they go with um, him and the frog lady. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that is true. Um, we, didn't, we didn't say, you know, he has actually... He does get the ship up and flying. He had to, uh, basically, he could only sort of pressurize the cockpit. The rest of it, you know, the rest of the ship is is essentially there's no oxygen or anything. Like, he can't. Yeah, it's got holes in it. There's yeah, one the, engine really working better than the other. And, yeah, and I mean, you saw that, the, like, the um, actual uh, docking bay door or whatever is, like, half opened. Yeah, as they're flying through open space. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I, I'm interested to see what planet they go to that her husband's supposed to be on mm-hmm. uh, and see where they go from there. But I did think it was nice having kind of this um, side story, like you're kind of saying with a side quest, um, having a story about being a parent um, and, you know, with her trying to, you know, it it made it more meaningful that they really leaned into saying this is the last of her family line if, if these you know, eggs don't get saved. Right. So I just thought it was a, a nice moment, a warm right. and fuzzy thing. But otherwise, uh, you know, I think that it's really cool. And, um, I, you know, I, I want to see the dark saber. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think we'll definitely see it again, obviously, but, uh, you know, will it be next episode? Mm, probably not, but soon. Right. 
Like, I think that's going to be one of the bigger story elements that'll be toward the end, like it was in the last season. Right, exactly. So, um, but the the other thing I wanted to ask you was if you knew who helped voice the frog lady. I do not. D. Bradley Baker. Okay, I'm not surprised by that. (laughs) (laughs) So the body was the same person that stood in for Queel. Okay, uh, Misty Rosas, but the voice was done by D. Bradley Baker. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and of course, anybody who doesn't know, D. Bradley Baker is a uh, very prolific voice actor who did the voice of all the clones as well as some other people back in the Clone Wars. Right. I think that's pretty much it as far as what we have on on this one. Um, You want to let everybody know kind of your podcast and where they can find you? Yeah, so you can find me on uh, the 602 Club usually every week with Matt Rushing, and we talk about all kinds of geek movies, TV, and books. And then aside from that, I do a show with my good friend Teresa Delgado called Sabres and Spells on the Skywalking Through Neverland Network, Skynet. And then you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Best Ben Bell. All right. And of course, if you want to reach out to us here at uh, MandoCast, you can just send us an email to themandocast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter um, just at themandocast. Of course, my Twitter is uh, Morris Isley. But uh, besides that, thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe, leave us a review, and that's been our show. Woo.